This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to a very, very live episode of Go My Favorite Sports Team. Well, formerly live. The number one sports podcast in the world, soon to be. I can make that claim because I believe in it. And the confidence is key to going forward in life and in the world. I mean, it's like Manifest Destiny, right? You got to manifest it to make it happen. Manifest Destiny is a very different thing. Than manifesting. Wait, what's Manifest Destiny? You you might want to look up the definition of Manifest Destiny (laughs) before you start espousing that as being our core tenets of this podcast. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, like no, that. Not yeah, no, no, that's Re- bad. That's read, bad. It, read it out for the people. I don't know what these specific... <laughs> oh, I just deleted are. it because I got upset by it. <laughs> I know, yeah, but read it for the people at home so that they know not to, that that's not a term you should use. Don't like. use that. <laughs> so Manifest Destiny, a phrase uh, coined in 1845, is the idea that the United States is destined by God, its advocates believed, to expand its dominion and spread democracy and capitalism across the entire North American continent. Capitalism. <laughs> Delicious. Ooh, that, never using that term again in my it, life. Yeah, it, it's like basically you could say destiny is your destiny to do something, but when you put manifest in there, it's like well, it's manifesting to become a reality, and that's what I thought it meant. But then I read that, and I'm like, oh no, that's nope, don't yeah, like yeah, that. that, don't uh, like that. Yeah. That that led to a lot of terrible things that the United States did. But. Yes, absolutely. And what's wonderful about doing these lives is not only do the flubs stay in, but also you guys can channel your spirits through me to a cost high about his very, very terrible opinions, probably, so that you can live in front of a studio audience know how wrong you are, the ghosts that are going to inhabit my body, and how uh, Tyler is smarter than you about sports, probably. (laughs) I'm waiting for everybody to be like, the cricket, the international cricket T20 is happening right now. Why hasn't there been a cricket primer? I'm waiting for the soccer people to accost me for, where's the soccer primer? It's getting close to the World Cup, Tyler. Um, I'm waiting for... Where is the soccer primer? (laughs) It's being worked on. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Listen, research and making sure I get it right so that I don't get all of everybody angry at me when I talk about their favorite sport is a whole thing. You don't think (laughs) Ever since the hockey primer, I've been like, all right, spend three whole days making sure the details are accurate. (laughs) All right, well, I've got something where you you should have obviously known this detail right away. Exciting instance, five, three, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting instance, five, three. Seven says, I love the Jacuse tag on the subreddit. Okay, so Tyler, your knowledge of sports absolutely floors me. I'm a massive trivia nerd who loves to annoy my friends, families, and coworkers with my massive knowledge. Frick, my boyfriend and I met and bonded over hockey. But that being said, I gotta call you on this one tiny fact. Tiffany and Co. did Don't not. Don't make the Stanley Cup. I know it's a company. You and stupid fool. I, I, listen. How listen. could you be so moronic? So the problem I had was because I was going through the major sports that the majority of which are made by Tiffany and Co. And Tiffany and Co. does make the like MVP trophies for like the Stanley Cup final and stuff like that. But the Stanley Cup itself uh-huh. historically is made by a silversmith in Canada. I forget the exact name. One dude. Um, it's a it's a company, but it's not as big of a company as like Tiffany is in the United States, I would think. You have think. your Windows notifications on. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Jacuzzi! See, he's an even bigger fool than we thought. There, I'll turn that off. You. Good. Right, good. 
should be fixed. Yes. It looks like we're in the same room. Yes, we are in the we, uh, Well, our, our hands are now <laughs> off camera. <laughs> you want to switch seats? Maybe that'll work. Yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm over here now. I love sports. I have a message degree. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Markiplier. Uh, Subscribe to Markiplier. My name is Tyler. Get a Tesla, Mark 2702. I have three kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Watch the cords there. Yeah, see, that's why we're so much more elegant than those distractible nerds, because we aren't cowards and we show up in person. When Mark is no longer under the weather and testing positive for COVID, yes. Yes, exactly. But that's besides the point. But this is the uh, the uh, the official studio. Yeah, this is the inaugural episode and what will mark probably a continuation of us doing these kind of sports things live. We'll at least do one episode here today live. We might do all the episodes that we were going to record today because Tyler will be going out of town eventually. But at least it could be somewhat semi-regular. We just switched back seats, so you know the latency there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but we're going to try to make this somewhat regular for you lovely, lovely favorite out there. Uh, if you didn't know, the terminology uh, on the Discord for you lovelies is the favorites, which is true. Absolutely the favorites. Um, but at the same time, yes, nice soundproofing, nice lighting. It's only six months after we said we were going to do it. Well, I mean, if you guys don't know, contractors and people that do this kind of work are backed up beyond your imagination. Your imagination can't handle it. It can't. can't. Like, we're trying to get, like, this custom table built that Mark and I started building ourselves. Yeah, yeah, when Sean was in town. Yeah. Yeah, and then we, we, we made good progress. We spent a lot of the day going to Home Depot over and over again for various things we forgot, but we made good progress. Which I still need to run to Home Depot and get the wood glue, but... Yeah, honestly, at this point, I, I kind of just like this desk. I really do think it still works if we have a third person show up. Yeah, it just looks right there. The only thing I'm concerned about more is about how to do the mic arms for that. Ah, whatever. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. That's a problem for later us. Later us. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to worry about that. There's different arms that you can get to that are more low profile. These are just basic bitch ones. Well, anyway. I, I know I have a basic bitch one. Uh, 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 studio uh, stuff uh, is besides the point. We're here for the hard-hitting sports news. And okay. also jacuzzing you with more opinions. What Did you finish your Tiffany rant? For the most part, I was looking up which company it was that makes the Stanley Cup. Yeah, who cares? Next jacuzzi. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, it's Sir. Wait, no, that's who it's named after. Why are you not telling me? So those of you that are all, all jacuzzed in my face about this. Jacuzzed. Stop jacuzzing in my just face. Just jacuzzing my face. It's a lot harder to find out who makes the Stanley Cup than you realize. I have done I'm this search so jacuzzi. many times. Oh, where do you want me to jacuzzi? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a Montreal silversmith, Louis St. Jacques. That's not Stanley. Yeah. But that's Stanley. Stan Stanley was who it's named after. You just so said it was created Jacques. in 1993 by Montreal silversmith Louis Saint Jacques. All right, whatever you say, whatever that, you say. All right, but anyway, there's another jacuzzi for you by Hoogie, which is in relation to Tyler's height. Oh God, no. <laughs> I, d I didn't listen to the episode with Wade. I got to catch up on him because I feel like I probably roasted it in that episode. But at the same time, actually, you weren't. I don't think we talked about you at all. Oh, that's impossible. <laughs> Come you on. Got, no, it had to have been about me. Come on. No. Anyway, all this time, says Hoogie, we have been told Tyler is tall and has always been tall from the moment he was born. He popped out the womb tall. But after the last episode, Wade revealed that Tyler was, in fact, short. How dare he tease Mark about his height? when is used to be short as well. Okay, so you know how people grow, just like trees grow? Trees don't grow. <laughs> I, I wasn't born about. six foot one, Ooh. although the internet still says I'm five eight or five six, and I don't know how to fix that. You five eight? You five eight? What does that make me? What does that make me if you're five eight? Uh, to ask the internet, okay? That's fair. They put me at five eight, 135 pounds, and I'm like, yeah, if you cut off my legs. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Wade had a growth spurt early in his age, uh -huh. and I didn't. I didn't finish growing until sophomore year of college. Yeah. I was about six foot by the end of my senior year of high school, but I grew in another inch over two years in college. And I always thought I was short because I was always around Wade and uh, my friend Jared, who's also like six four. Like all of my friends, for the most part, were taller than me, much like you. Have yeah, had ev that experience. everyone, everyone in our friend group is pretty much taller than me. The only people that aren't was like 
Matt Howes, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> that's about it. No, because, yeah, Drew Thiel was pretty tall. Yeah, he was about um, six Thaxton foot, yeah. is tall. Dan is tall. Dan is tall. Jesse's tall. Jesse's Wade, tall. obviously tall. Yeah. Uh, just to put, like, e- something Even, in the, like, Corinne is tall. Corinne's tall, too. Yeah, something in the Milford water that I didn't drink enough of. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was because of your mom not feeding you. No, yeah, yeah, I re- yeah, right. You're right. Like, uh, my mom said on the recent Korea trip that she forgot to feed me as a baby. Just plain old forgot to feed me, which was a revelation to me. However, I don't think that's necessarily true. If you look at like what I could have been, my mom is maybe five feet tall, four foot eleven probably. My dad was five foot eleven, I think. So me, where I'm at, which is about five foot nine and a half, depending on the time of day when I make the measurement. <laughs> in, in How the, much you've stretched. In the morning when I first wake up, oh, easy a 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> but then towards the evening, I shrink back down. No, um, but I'm on the upper side of that, so I got, I'm got. i kind of grateful. Like I'm taller than my cousins in Korea, which I'm like, except for Hyungbae. Hyungbae is Hyungbae, very tall. You said Hyungbae is taller than me. Yeah. is he, He's what, 6'2"? Two? He's about six two. Yeah, I'd say he's six two. He's not much taller than you, but he's he's a big boy. He's, Speaking he, of which, go and follow him on Instagram. Make oh him, yeah, make him a big uh, big time actor. We're tra- he's uh, he is an actor. There is a movie that he has on Netflix right now that he's not the main star, but he is a part of it. Oh, I took a picture of it. I'll I'll, I'll find that later and I'll probably tweet it out so everybody can watch it. It may not be locally to the U.S. It may be Korean only, but uh, yeah, if you use a VPN, you can change over to a different server location, and that means that you. You can watch and support my cousin, who is going to be a big, 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 big movie star, guaranteed, in the world. He actually is a very good actor. I mean, I can't say for certain, because, like, my Korean isn't perfect yet, but, you know, it sounds good. His voice, if you guys think that I have a good voice, my cousin's voice, wait till my mom's documentary comes out. He has the richest, smoothest butteriest voice, especially when the camera's on. It's good normally, but when the camera's on, my God, he makes Koreans sound good. Like, oh man, gives me chills. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's a nice underscore, underscore, underscore Bay on Instagram. Might be a few more underscores. But anyway, we're not sponsored by <laughs> Young Bay. And uh, that's all the jacques I have for now. Unless live, there's more jacques to be had. Yes, I can see you, Hellalan. <laughs> Taking away the ability to use a VPN with Netflix. Is Netflix changing that? I mean, yeah, that's <sighs> frustrating, but I understand their reasoning mm-hmm. because obviously you're getting access to stuff you otherwise wouldn't, but that why should they care about that? If you're paying, you're paying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because... Oh, um, it's, it's legality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, distribu- it's who wants a piece of the pie. That's really what it's all about. Well, and it also probably has to do with the fact that their subscription numbers just fell and the relation that happened there in being able to track so that they can cancel people that are using it so far away from each other and the VPN throwing yeah, that system it's, off. It's their own grave. Because yeah. I totally get the idea that they have a lot of people that share Netflix. Yeah. That was like their whole business strategy for so long. And people got used to that. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I liked that strategy. I didn't think it hurt them at all. In fact, it, it clearly gave them more subscribers. But then you get this business executive that's like, how many people are sharing? Let's cut that shit out. And it has the adverse effect. It's uh, There's a certain terminology in psychology that says it is the law of unintended consequences. Yeah. Is where the thing you don't want to happen, happens. There was a similar thing. I think it comes from uh, this time where in India, like when there was British rule in in certain parts in India, they wanted to get rid of cobras, king cobras. So they put a bounty on them, right? Oh, yeah. Bounty on king cobras. And every cobra that came in, they uh, someone brought a dead cobra. They got money. What happened was people started farming king cobras they started breeding them exactly to make more and more king cobras so that when more and more cobras came to the embassy and they were like i have cobras many dead cobras they were breeding them just to kill them and show them there the british people were just like well this is terrible what the fuck is happening here and then they canceled the law and then what did the farmers do they released all of the king cobras into the wild it ended after that law more king cobras than there originally were before the law. Hence, the law of unintended consequences. Can you define this adjective for me? What is it? Skunkly? Skunkly. Like Tyler a skunk. is so skunkly. I love skunk- him so much. <laughs> what? That sounds like an insult, but the sentence context sounds really endearing. Yeah, I don't know. But you're, the other, the other thing so is- so much of a fuck bag. <laughs> ah, I love you. 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 Bitch, you. you. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> Ew. Bitch. 
you douche nozzle. You, how could you? Anyway, uh, uh, so th- that'll do it for me being possessed by demons and jacuzing all over Tyler's face. Okay. Now on to the sports. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com Slash sports team. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So this weekend was really fascinating because we talked about this in the last episode that aired, talking about head trauma and concussions. This last recording, we actually haven't revealed that episode yet. Oh. But this weekend, there were a lot. Okay. Both in college football and the NFL. But one in particular stood out. Hmm. Tua Tagalova. I think I said his name right. Tua Tagalova. Sure. I don't know. Why He's would you He's the quarterback for the Dolphins. Yeah. So he played on Sunday against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And I sent you a video, and I want you to watch this video. Did you just now? or It's on Discord. Oh. Um, the first link. The second link is the second sequence. All right. And so on Sunday... Oh, I never like watching videos like this. Oh, oh God. I thought I turned that down. Okay, what am I looking for? You're watching what happens to Tua. All right. So there's a Dolphin guy. He's got a, a football. He's running away. He's looking to throw it. He chucks it out the way, and it gets caught. However, after the throw, they're doing a slow motion replay. He gets chucked, but someone still pushes him backwards, and he, ooh, he slams his head, the back of his head, into the ground. But watch how he stumbles after he gets up. Ooh, that's not good. Oh, yeah. He went about four to five steps, and then his legs went weak under him. That's a, yeah. That's definitely a concussion, like, after the fact. What if I told you he only sat out a couple of plays and went back on the field? Was he evaluated by a doctor? Yes. So there's a current complaint going on in the NFL, in the NFL Players Association, which is the one who's there to protect players. They have a concussion protocol. Um, There was an outside medical person who recently, the news just aired today, that he got fired. Ah, on the Dolphins Yes. Ah, okay. Yes. He was the one who evaluated the concussion. So here's the interesting part about this. Obviously, just by his wavering ability, and the argument is, oh, it was a back or neck injury. Yeah. Even if it was a back and neck injury that caused him to stumble like that? Yeah. No, you were not coming back onto the field. Yeah. They had to hold him up. He went on back onto the field and he played the rest of the game. Yeah. The scarier part is it was a short week for the Dolphins. They went out and played the Bengals on Thursday. Now watch the second video. Oh, I don't want to. Do I want to? I don't want to. Okay, I'm watching. Ooh, I actually, wait. I think I actually saw some of this game. Ooh. What his hands are doing. his hands! No! He's doing what's called the fencing position. Yeah, that's after boxing. That happens a lot when they go down. When you get get hit in boxing, they don't see it because it's under the gloves. But what happens is your your whole nervous system is rebelling against itself, and your hands will will like do this crisscross motion, and your fingers tense up as if they're seizing, which in a sense they are. And then usually you'll tip over backwards and fall and 
it's not a good sign. That is a clear, instantaneous indication of a concussion, of a severe concussion. Yes, severe brain trauma. Yes. That is that is the indicator. He got stretchered off and taken to the, uh, it's not Tier 1, it was the Emergency Center, University of Cincinnati Trauma oh. Center, Tier 1 Trauma Center. How long after the last video was this? Four days. He played Sunday, and he played on Thursday. Oh. And, and that's one of those things where, like... Okay, I, he shouldn't have played the other game, definitely. But I could see, like, in the interim, if he didn't get an MRI on his head that showcased, like, some kind of physical injury, blood well, vessel was, rupture or something like that, that yeah. or something that was just waiting to rupture, like, that's really, like, uh, but I'm not excusing anything, but I could see how this could lead to this happening where he would give every indication he was fine till one more hit and then it's just no good. So here's the crazy part. Yeah. They were already under scrutiny after what happened Sunday and there were multiple people saying if he gets injured via a concussion again in Thursday night's game, there's going to be serious repercussions. The NFL Players Association already did an inquire about the fact that he came back into the game. Yeah. Guys, everyone watching this right now, you you don't want to look this up. Like it's, it's upsetting to see that. I was actually, Amy and I, we were at a, a barcade and I saw this game on. I did not know that happened in the game, though. Like yeah. We had not been paying attention. Obviously, we were playing our kid games. But to see that, that is incredibly upsetting. That's harsh. Oh, man. Because, yeah, it's like the worst thing you can do after you get a concussion is get another concussion, let alone a traumatic brain injury. That's... Well, that's... that's eesh. Yeah. So it comes into the line of, like, obviously, this is this guy's job. This is this guy's career. Sure. But you have to think outside of your career and longevity. Yeah. And so th there comes a time where the question becomes, because the reason the NFL Players Association came in and started doing this was obviously the outline of concussions becoming a major problem for, um, we talked about it at one point, the concussion. It's the repeated trauma to the head that causes people to kind of lose themselves later yeah, in Yeah, something compact encephalopathy, something uh, yeah. CTE? CTE is correct. CTE. I don't know what the Chronic traumatic, tra traumatic encephalopathy. Yes. Um, I, I don't know what those words mean, but it's uh, many blows to the head causes a cascade of neural degradation that leads to many, many different problems that the uh, person who has suffered them doesn't even realize are occurring correct. as they're occurring. There's a lot more studies that are going on about this, about whether the major severe ones or the minor ones that go unnoticed are the ones that cause the most trauma. Because you have to think about repeated small jarrings that mm. you don't necessarily lose motor ability and that sort of very visually distinct, like when offensive linemen and defensive linemen collide with each other. Yeah. It's just constant jarring but they don't get concussion symptoms or if that's the situation with Tua. But yeah. here's the interesting debate that happens in this conversation. Obviously, we are well aware that injuries in sports, they happen. Mm -hmm. People are putting themselves out in a massive way, just pushing their bodies to the extreme. And at the same time, you have full contact sports where people are taking harsh impacts. Yeah. Whether it be basketball, football, obviously, hockey, everything above and beyond, all of those things where you have people physically hitting each other, whether it's an intended part of the game or not, yeah, it happens. Yeah. So that exertion and everything, and there's a lot of non-football injuries that occur as well, but this is a particular distinct example where you get into the conversation, and this goes back to the discussion, like, obviously, this is a this lives in its own icebox. A lot of fault falls in other places. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, at one point, does somebody step in and protect the player? Does the player have to protect himself? There's a TikTok video I watched recently of somebody else's podcast that has a lot of NFL players on it, and it's talking about Taylor, who is a defense back for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin, who's the head coach of the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And Taylor got a concussion and he had a team of doctors and they evaluated him. He said, oh yeah, he's good to go now. And Tomlin walks in and as much as I don't like the Steelers, I have the utmost respect for Mike Tomlin as a coach and as a person. He's done some really bad stuff in the sense of cheating by tripping somebody, but it was supposedly an accident and a couple of things like I was that. so sorry. Can we pause? Because I've lost how we got to the Steelers in the first place. Okay. I'm so, I know this is a serious subject. I'm not goofing no. here. I literally blinked and thought I missed something. So we're talking about- We're talking about concussions. Concussions in there. Did I miss context in between that and getting to I, I'm getting to the context. Okay, okay, okay. So gotcha. the, gotcha. the context is this player, Taylor, had a concussion, and he was being evaluated, and the doctors were good to be able to tell the coach, yeah, he's good to the go dolphin. and play. 
No. No, this is Steelers. This is the Steelers. This okay, is all gotcha, the Steelers. Gotcha. This is a conversation okay. about the past. Right, right, right. And Mike Tomlin walked into the room, and they were having the discussion of him being like, I'm ready to go. Let me go back in and play. And he, Mike Tomlin says one thing. He listens. He stops him before he finishes his speech, arguing for him to go back in. Uh-huh. And he says, if you were my kid, this wouldn't be a discussion. Uh-huh. And basically told him you were not going back in. Right. And that's the thing that comes into the conversation here is he stepped in to protect that person as mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. Because obviously these players are out there to make money. This is their career and winning games is a big part of their career. But at one point, do you sacrifice somebody's health for that? <sighs> and is that the decision that the people around them make? to protect the athlete or does the athlete have to do it because we get into the conversation here of like what i did i forced my doctor to sign off for me to play full contact football in college because i wanted to play after my kidney transplant Mm -hmm. if i took one hit to the abdomen where my transplanted kidney is it could kill me so that sounds really like a bad idea yeah so it comes into the conversation of at what point is the player's decision and how they want to live their life more important for people protecting them. In this case, obviously the two injury, somebody definitely should have stepped in. The trauma that was there, he should not have played on Thursday. <sighs> but this is the difficult conversation because there are people that have heart conditions that want to play basketball. They've dreamed their whole lives of playing basketball. They've played basketball their whole life. The heart condition gets discovered. But if they exert themselves too far they can literally collapse and die on the court. Okay, I'll take my turn and <laughs> give my expert opinion on all of this. All right, so that, that was a lot. I'm sure everyone listening to this at home uh, is equally as confused. So it is, it is a difference between personal choice and one's ability to dictate the terms of their own life versus being a part of a greater whole that is, in a sense... Only able to continue based on the communal effort of everyone involved and the betterment of the team, right? So when it comes down to a football team and someone like that being like, I want to go out there, I want to do this, it is, in a sense, making a very personal decision, and yes, they could drop dead, but at the same time, it it is a consideration that affects everyone else on the team, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So... That's not to say that it's wrong, though, right? Because even if you didn't have a heart defect, you could go out on a field, and this has happened before many times. People just drop dead. Yeah. That happens. People, even if a doctor looked you from head to toe, you did a full body scan, the very next day you could have a a heart attack and die instantly. You could have an aneurysm. You could do any number of things. You could get hit by a bus. You could die. There is a certain release of personal freedom i think that you have to give up when you are in a situation like the nfl where your personal desires are sometimes overridden by the greater whole however it works both ways because your personal desires to safety can also be overridden by the greater whole it's something where it is tough to say At the end of the day, the person always, I believe, no matter what, if they feel unsafe, they can always say that they don't feel safe and do it, even if there are factors like, I might lose all of my job and money and ability to do that. If they have that ability to say that, and it's guaranteed that they should be able to say that all the time, which is not guaranteed, because obviously an injury happened this weekend where I don't know whether that quarterback wanted to get out there or was afraid of getting out there. Or he wasn't given the knowledge of the fact that he actually had what this was, or whether he hit it, or whether what the situation was or obviously peer pressure from his teammates his staff his coach there is an unspoken the peer pressure. yeah exactly performance their team i see is three and oh at the time of that game where the yeah. second end, like keeping that going he feels the weight and the pressure of expectation there are other factors outside of that so in a perfect world yes of course it comes down to the individual decision but more specifically it comes down to the individual decision of that moment in that space and time outside of anything there is no general sweeping statement that you can make your decision to do that i I'd say is perfectly valid because it was not like the greater expectation of the team to ride or die on your ability to right. keep that kidney going. But at the same time here, like, yes, the team may suffer for that, but that's why they have people on the bench. They have other quarterbacks that yes. can step in at any moment. 
Teddy uh, Bridgewater, who did step in later in the game, used to be a starter in the NFL. He's a very good quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, to just make it in the NFL, you have to be very good. Mm -hmm. um, but he had the injury bug a lot in his career and kind of fell off. But he is definitely a very capable quarterback. He scored a major touchdown against the Bengals yeah. in that game. Yeah, it comes down to the individual moment, not whether or not it's good or bad. Because obviously, in the ideal, the individual is able to make decisions based on their life. I believe in personal freedom. I believe in that. However, in the context of the game, I can't guarantee that the person Person would even make the best decision for them in that moment. So in the Tua situation, it's unique because obviously there's a lot of outside the influence. The what situation? Tua. Tua. That's the guy's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, because there's a lot of outside influence. Yeah. You, there's a lot of big money. There's a lot of people writing on the game. There are people that are gambling on the game. There are people like fantasy football owners. He's on my bench. I didn't play him, but mm. um, I saw this happen. And I watched the game. I didn't watch the game, but I watched the injury and knew the news before the game happened. I, I was messaging my friends who are Dolphins fans. Do and I said, need to manage my bench? I've been doing it for <laughs> I've been helping you out. <laughs> Have I been winning? You're doing as well as I am. Which is how good? Um, well, you beat the top team in the league last week. You were the first uh, person to beat them, by the way. Ooh, I did it. How? Uh, the how. Bills defense scored 23 oh, points I knew for you. The entire Bills would be a good decision. I knew it. I knew that would be a thing. So the Tua situation is unique because there's outside sources and there's actual protocols in place that failed Tua. Mm, I got the to, team, yeah. the people, the doctors, everybody failed him. Mm -hmm. And that's why the NFL Players Association has become involved. They have gotten that physician fired because he did not do his job. And anyone who was watching that game, everybody on TV was like, he should not go back in. Mm. There were also other injuries that happened over the weekend in college sports. There was a, a player stretchered off in the TCU-Oklahoma game. Mm. Um, but the worst part to me is that going into Thursday, they said it was a back or neck injury, which debatably uh -huh. is worse than a concussion. Yeah. And by the way, he got released from the hospital. Tua is okay for those that didn't watch the game or didn't pay attention. Okay, good. He flew back with his team wearing a neck brace. I hope he doesn't play for a couple weeks at least. And they really evaluate everything that went wrong here. But people are going to lose their job and get fired for this because he should not have stepped back on the field. Yeah, as, as well they should because it is a thing of informing people. You can't make a good decision unless you have the right information provided to you. So if, if I was told that the doctor looked at me and said I was good, then I would suck it up and I would go back out exactly. there because I would think it would just be on me and my toughness. Whereas opposed to a doctor going like, if you get hit again, your brain's going to explode. Yeah. Then I might be a little more hesitant to go out there. You know, I might think of my family or something like that. He did not have an informed decision, although I did when I made my decision. Which is fair. Which you had all the information in the world and you had made the decision. I cannot really judge that decision because I was not even a factor in the decisions making. I can only retrospectively ma make a judgment, which if you're making retrospective judgments, it's not always the wisest position to make judgment unless you're looking at great big historical mistakes where a lot of experts have said something is terrible. Yeah, and keep in mind, I took numerous precautions to protect myself. I'm still mad the coaches did extra stuff to protect me, which I found out after the fact. But mm. I had like a full pad protecting the area so that if I got hit there, it would be spread out across my abdomen. That part of the body is generally not hit that often. He packed on 30 pounds, really got that gut protected. Yeah, really, him. really... No, that, that's drank not. beer, pounded <laughs> beer like it was his job, which it was, and he was just like they called him like two beer Tyler because he always had two more beers than he should have. <laughs> Do these parts usually get cut out of the episodes when no. I just go on a tangent no, and a tire? No, they get left in, and they usually get <laughs> emphasized because it's <laughs> humorous. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. But this gets us into the second part of this conversation, right? The part that people don't understand is the outside effect, mm -hmm. right? If I was on your team and all of a sudden I got hit and I dropped dead on the floor, mm -hmm. the emotional impact that has on you oh, yeah. and the coach oh, oh and everybody God. involved is massive. Yeah. That's like, I talk about this all the time, like if a motorcyclist doesn't wear a helmet and they get in an accident and they die, mm -hmm. like grossly horrible accident mm -hmm. it affects everybody who sees that yeah. it's traumatizing it's Absolutely. terrifying yeah. it lives in people's minds to the point to where that's why like a lot of the military ptsd has to do less with them getting hurt and them seeing other people get injured. Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously they're the survivors. And when it comes down to being a survivor, survivor guilt is a huge thing. And, and additionally, like, even if you were thinking about this, not in terms of like just purely the players on the field, the people watching at home, the people who this yeah. podcast is kind of meant for who aren't deep, deep into sports, because you'll get some people that are in sports that are like, more blood, hurt more, we need to take off their pads. Like, I want to see bones fly. The people that like are trying to get in sports and they appreciate it for the art and like the performance that it is and the athleticism that it is, they'll see something like that and they like, I don't want to ever see something like that again. I, yeah. What if that was someone's first exposure to football? It might have been today. That might have been someone's first exposure to that. And it, that happened because of negligence and that will forever exist. In Which the negligence is a huge lawsuit that occurs within the sports industry as a whole that I could dive into. Ne in the world as a yeah. whole, negligence is just rampant and and uh, like ready to be sued. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a big it's a big problem. It definitely is. Like there's there's no two ways to cut it. And and e even outside of sports, you know, these kind of things do happen. Like it's kind of weird to think about the culture of work and school before COVID happened, where if you were sick. Nothing stopped you from going into school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and like, admittedly, nothing's stopping you now from going into school. But there's a attendance award. And I know that the people who had perfect attendance probably came to school with a big old flu or something like that. I remember somebody in elementary school, like, definitely was sick and came to school. And they're like, I got to get the award. And spread it to everybody. Oh, it's just like, it's one of those things where these, these expectations or not thinking things through. And that's a small scale thing. But it's just like, yeah. And these actually have consequences that spill out beyond your own personal life. And uh, sometimes it is the law of unintended consequences that creates more problems because having that perfect attendance rewards can make more absences occur <laughs> yeah. from sickness. Well, yeah. and the, the part that bothers me the most, and this is getting into the third part of this that I want to discuss, more often than not, it has less to do with thinking about those things for these organizations, these schools and stuff like that. They're more worried about being sued. Mm-hmm. And usually what ends up happening is that's the conversation is like, even if you sign the waivers yeah. and everything, which I had to do when I played in college, mm -hmm. th and this is very personal to me because of of this context, obviously I, I think there's a line to be drawn, Yeah. but they were more worried about being sued. My doctor was more worried about being sued. All of them about my family. And he's like, I need your family to all be informed about this, everything on that front. So when you sign off on this, like you release the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that upsets me the most is because so many people think about that as as opposed to the person mm. and the monetary gains that exist with the Tua thing, I wonder how much of a factor that was, whether it was his factor of because this is his career, this is his job. And obviously he's getting paid millions of dollars to do what he does, but he's also still on his rookie contract, which keeps him at a certain point on the totem pole. And so like talking about the financial ramifications of everything, how much of a factor that possibly was. Because mm. there's a certain level of which, like, me not getting paid, no scholarship, nothing, mm -hmm. playing football, choosing to do it, and it was my senior year. And for those of you that don't know, the reason I did this is because it was my dream. Mm. Growing up and everything to play college football. I walked onto the football team. I put in three years. I had my best season before I went into kidney failure, and I wanted to finish out my season. Do I regret it now? Yes. Because we did terribly and my coaches protected me and I didn't have the season that I wanted to have. We went 0-10. Whether we won or lost, that didn't matter to me. It was the fact that I wasn't utilized to my full potential. Mm -hmm. And that upset me because people were protecting me and that was upsetting. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing if they tell you and it's one thing if they do it without telling you. 
Mm -hmm. And so that really upset me because it totally undermined my reasoning for wanting to go and push past this. Mm -hmm. So obviously when it gets into, that's why the NFL Players Association exists is because there's too many outside sources that impact a player's decision that they sometimes need to protect from themselves, especially long-term, especially with regard to all of this. And also the part where they don't always have all of the information Mm -hmm. about how this can affect them overall. Tua very well may not be the same person he was ever again from this brain trauma. And that terrifies me. And I mm-hmm. feel for him. And massive respect for the, the Bengals fans that were shouting his name when he was down in the field. Like, the support and everything that was there was immense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's terrible to see this happen. The Oklahoma TCU game, they thought the dude had broken his neck. Like, it was the most gruesome hit I have watched in years. See. And there were multiple injuries where freak accidents like this happened, multiple NFL injuries. This has happened like broken legs, different other stuff in other sports too. massive concussions and head trauma in basketball that has happened. But at the end of the day, like at what point, and this is why I wanted to have this moral and ethical discussion. At what point do people need to be protecting players and how, what point should players have the ability to live their lives how they want to? Here's, here's just what I'll say, because I spoke about how I feel about individual like people having the ability to do what they want to do mm-hmm. in general. When it comes right down to it, I do think that the individual should have a say in how they live their life because there's no guarantee that it's the right answer or the wrong answer. I'm of the mind that if I went back and I had the opportunity to go back in time and change something in my life, I wouldn't do it because it led me to this moment right here. I don't know what choices made me appear here to be able to do this podcast with you in this moment to live the life that I do. I'm very happy, even with all the like the surgeries that I've had and like the trouble I've had with my health and various things in my family history, whatever. It made me who I am today. And therefore, that kind of gives me a sense of confidence going forward that at least if I make a mistake, I went at it with the confidence in that I was okay with making that mistake. Yeah. But the difference there is some people don't realize that they might potentially make a mistake and they go in with blind confidence, which is a confidence that's poisonous because it can lead you down roads that learn conspiracy theories and never questioning anything and doing these various different things. The like confidence, just the same as anything else in excess is bad. It must be tempered with the wisdom of learning from your mistakes. Yeah. And and so I think, whereas I would love to say complete freedom, do whatever you want, there has to be some level of measure to that. The justification of it is is very personal. And at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really have to be explained to anyone else, but you do kind of have to be accountable for your actions and be ready to answer why you did things certain ways. That is the, the whole human condition. It's like you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how you're going to affect other people. You don't know the decisions that you make how they're going to affect other people. So always factor in that with your decision making and then go forward with the confidence without being crippled with indecision, which is a problem that a lot of people have. So there's there's a healthy middle ground somewhere in there, but it's a wide middle ground, you know, but not yeah. that wide. You know, it's, it's kind of well, it's one of those things in the thing that I realized when I, I walked in and I decided to play football post-transplant. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that anything can happen to you at any time. You take risks in life every time you walk outside your house, even waking up in the morning or doing something like that. Millions of things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. Some car could randomly come colliding through your house and hit you. Mm -hmm. When you get into a car, like the chance of injury of that, going swimming in the ocean, there's always a chance of a shark attack. It's highly unlikely, Mm -hmm. but there's always possibilities of bad things happening. Yeah, And so it's managing your own risk is a huge part of life. And we innately as humans have the self-protection. Oh, I'm trying to think of the term for wanting to stay alive. Self-preservation. Something. That's it. Self-preservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a certain level in which you override your own self-preservation instincts based on your desires to do things. Mm -hmm. And there's millions of medical conditions that happen throughout your life that you may not even know about. A friend of ours, younger brother, and I don't want to speak their name because I don't want to call them out for this. He played soccer through high school and college, discovered that he had a hole in his heart Mm -hmm. that they discovered like years after he was done with the sport because nobody had really done an MRI of his heart or an echo or not a regular thing if, yeah. unless you have a problem. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know if they determined whether it was a birth defect or, or it tore is a whole other conversation, but he had that. He made it through all of his physicals. Everything looked normal. That stuff can happen. And so when it comes to your life, I feel like there's a certain line to be drawn. At some point, people need to protect you from yourself, especially when you have so many outside influences of millions of dollars, publicity, putting a team on your back, those sorts of things. 
People need to protect you. But at the end of the day, like there's a line when it comes to ramifications of how it affects other people, because especially in the NFL with the concussion protocol and the fails there, that affects a lot of people. You're talking about everybody in the Players Association, how it can impact somebody of being like, no, I'm tougher than this. And they push themselves further when it's a situation where it's like, no, you are going to like have a massive issue. Mm -hmm. And the thing, I'm less scared about dying than I am about losing myself. And that's the part with concussions that terrifies me the most mm -hmm. is that you lose who you are. Yeah. When brain trauma happens ma on a massive scale and when CTE happens, people literally lose who they are. Mm -hmm. They lose cognitive functions later in life. They lose the ability to control emotions and anger and different things, and they lash out and bad things happen. Mm -hmm. They turn to substance abuse. There's a lot of different cases of CTE where a lot of bad stuff has happened. And so there's a certain level where things need to be in place to protect somebody from themselves, but at the same time, people should have the ability to make their own decisions in their life. Mm. And I think when you get into the elite level of professionals, there needs to be more to protect them because there's so many outside influences of money, fame, and everything along those lines. But when you're talking about like high school level and a kid just wants to play, there's just has to be a massive conversation and whether they are mentally aware of everything that's going on, the parents are aware because I wanted to finish my career. I wanted to play. I hid my kidney disease all through high school. I didn't tell anybody about it. I was on Nalapril at the time to take care of my kidney and it caused me to cramp up like the games where I cramped up and stuff like that. But I didn't want anybody to look at me differently and had nothing to do with the fact of like pity or anything like that. I just wanted to be a regular kid. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is doctors, when you're going through medical stuff, especially chronic illnesses and things like that, all you hear from doctors are what you can't do, what your limitations are. And when you have an opportunity in sport, it's one of those things that's like, I can do this. I know I can do this. And this is worth it to me because this is me spending time with my friends. This is something that I'm passionate about. This is something that I love. And being denied the ability to live that life is almost killing you already. That's a bold statement. That's that's my personal I, viewpoint. Yeah, in I my can't situation. say I agree with it fully because it is something where you don't know if that's the only life that you would love. Correct. Right? It is one of those things where your entire world is what you grew up with at that point, especially at that point in your life. Now that you are an adult, you can look back on that and see with like more open eyes, you know, hindsight 2020 that. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go boxing as much as I'd like to see how good I am. I'm yeah. not going to put myself in that situation. Exactly. And it, it, that is kind of one of those things where no doctor can tell you that. Yeah. That is something that only comes from experience. I can say that and I can say that to you now. But if we were of that age, like if we were kids again in high school. I would I would totally agree with you because I didn't have much of a life uh, like outside of what I was doing. Not saying that that's not much of a life, but let's be honest, high school isn't that much of a life. Like, uh, but it is meaningful. It's entirely meaningful. It's like so meaningful. And to have that taken away from you, especially in that moment where you are, I can't fault you for making that statement. However, now that I have the wisdom, I would be like, I hesitate to say that out loud to people because right. I have the gift of wisdom and time. I am so wise. Look at me. I just <laughs> ah, ran shooting wisdom out of my eyes. Um, the rainbows of knowledge. Yes, exactly. That I'm beaming into your brains. But it's, it is one of those things where I'm like, yes, I get what you're saying. Now, I don't necessarily agree with it. I agree with the core message of it, but at the same time, it's like there is other life out there. If if Correct. if one door does get closed, it's not that another door opens. Sometimes you have to take a sledgehammer to the wall. Yeah, and you, it's you got to find that path. And I want to just make sure you guys know, like I wasn't in any health risk in in high school. It was only after my kidney transplant that this transpired, and I did it for one season, mm -hmm. and then I was done. And it was because it was my senior season. Probably would have been a different circumstance if I hadn't already dedicated three years to it and wanted to finish what I had set myself up to do mm -hmm. from freshman sophomore and then junior year I didn't play because of the transplant and then I went back senior year if it was freshman year I probably would have stopped playing football and honestly, looking back on this, like my body still feels the aches and pains of football. I don't recommend it wearing about 20 pounds worth of pads and running around full speed and cutting and jarring. Got in great shape, real great. But um, crazily, I didn't have any concussions in football. I got them after football. That's a whole other conversation. Hmm. But there's a certain level where I, I see certain things in one way. And to me, neurological stuff with your brain, absolutely, I would stop. But my kidney, it was protectable. There were places that I could take. To me, the probability of getting hit in the exact right spot to cause that was highly unlikely in my, in my life.
at least in my viewpoint at that time. Today, yeah, maybe I'd go back and change that, but at the same time, I wouldn't. The only reason I'd change it was more of the fact of how one player on the team treated me like shit that senior year when I literally came back after going from 195 pounds and 5% body fat to 140 pounds and then getting all of that back, trying to play senior year and relearning motor skills and everything because whole thing that happens when you go through abdominal surgeries, as you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't do sit-ups. I can't do sit-ups pretty much at all anymore. For those of you who don't know, I have a big five-inch scar down this way. If I do any kind of ab exercise with a twist in it, pain every time, every yeah. single time. And it got to the point where Alex thought I was making excuses for so long. And then I went into the hospital like twice in the span of like a year and a half. And then I went like, Alex, I don't think I'm going to do sit-ups anymore ever, <laughs> ever again. I'll do weighted carries. I'll do farmer's walks, shit like that. And then that uh, like, I'm look at that. I actually can enjoy workouts you know, <laughs> that we don't have to do core <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I can't because for the longest time before I started going to the hospital regularly because of it, it was legitimately a thing where I was just like, ah, man, this kind of freaking sucks. I don't like it that much. Man, working out always painful. Now the past few sessions, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, it's just I get tired and that's it. I go home. So nice. Who'd have thought? I think that kind of concludes the the Tua discussion that led into this conversation. Yes. Thus concludes this episode. Yes. Um, so thank you, Tyler, for making me question everything in my life. Um, <laughs> I'm now going to go forward with apprehension towards every decision that I make without an expert outside opinion. Thank you. The paranoia I will bill you for. Yeah. And I just want to say in conclusion, thoughts go out to Tua and all of the people involved need to start paying more attention and start questioning their decisions with regard to this incident. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think he needed to be protected in a massive way. There's no reason he should have been on that field Thursday, in my opinion. When you see somebody wobble like that, they're not right. They should be pulled and they should be evaluated in every shape, way possible. Shape, way possible. Shape, shape way, thing, over possible. Every of them. And huge shout out again to the Bills and the Bengals, both the Bengals fans and the Bills fans were actually donating to Tua's foundation after what happened on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And there's just a whole investigation going on right now with the and they're actually developing. The NFL is taking steps now to make the concussion protocol better so that mm -hmm. stuff like this does not happen. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Shouldn't have happened in the first place. But things do happen. That is also life. You never know what's coming. Swiss cheese of failure is what it's called. You heard of that term? Swiss, I have not. Swiss cheese of failure is to get to a point where something is catastrophic failure, usually it needs to go through many layers of failure. And with Swiss cheese, if you put random slices dinner. in front of you, eventually those holes are going to line up, even if you put like six layers and something gets right through it. Yeah. Every safety net has a hole in it. Yep. And I think that's probably what this was, is like a culmination of failures. But that doesn't mean that it's okay. That means like the safety nets clearly had a hole in it that people didn't see. Well, go and subscribe, download the episodes of the podcast everywhere you listen, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all of the other different places that we exist. Mm -hmm. Go check those out. Uh, go check out the merch store. There might be some new stuff that's going to be coming out, uh, you know, around Black Friday, maybe. Something. I've been waiting for the iFinger Sports hat for ages. I literally had to text Evan being like, when the fuck am I going to get this hat? <laughs> and what it was, was he didn't realize that I actually wanted it. What? So... <laughs> Like he heard, of course, me going like, I want it, I want it. Like, oh, I'm sure I'll get it. I'm sure someone will send me it soon. Wow. So uh, I guess I got to order it for myself. Uh, let me make a phone call. <laughs> oh, you got this. Okay. I got you. you. I got you. Do you, you have one? No. Where is it? Listen, I'll get us all the stuff. I'll make sure that it happens. <laughs> Store.gmfst.com. Um, you two can finger sports. We all can finger sports together. <laughs> All right, I don't have anything else to say. Go check out Mark on his channel and my stuff on wherever I am. Mm. Okay, bye.